we really recognize that we are what stands between you and Christmas Eve with the family. Huh? And all the food that's probably prepared at home, so I'm sure you all are ready for the festivities of the rest of today and tomorrow, obviously, as we are celebrating uh, the Christmas season. And as so many of you are finding your seats right now, uh, we are grateful that you have taken the time to be with us this Sunday. So why don't you give yourselves a hand for, uh, could have taken today off, probably been a little bit easy, but uh, here you are and we won't be long. I know um, I am pinch hitting for Pastor Hoffman. He was uh, hopeful to be here this morning, um, but he had, it was just a tough light, uh, just a tough night last night. And so um, I am bridging the gap here, hanging out with Sister Hoff. Aren't you excited? Aren't you thankful for our First Lady and obviously Pastor Hoffman? We love our pastors, and so um, um, we're just kind of talk to you. I know it's a little bit of a different format, so we kind of had this planned a little bit, and I think we're just going to keep the format, plus these chairs are super comfy. So if you can sit in your green chair, I'm sitting in my green chair, and so is she. So we're going to just relax a little bit. We're just going to talk to you. I know there's a lot going on Christmas season, and and, uh, most of us have put on our best attire, suit, tie, whatever is your best, you put that on. But oftentimes, uh, I know behind the mask, behind what we wear, uh, sits the reality of where we really are. And so I I don't ever want to think that uh, during the Christmas season that everything is perfect for everyone. We know that's not a reality. We know that throughout the season, suicide rates really high, depression's really high, anxiety's really high. And uh, we do a really good job of masking a lot of that sometimes. Uh, But I am thankful. Aren't you thankful for... God, who is always with us, has never left or forsaken us. He travels with you. He's never embarrassed of you. He's never shocked at what you're facing or fighting. And uh, he's that friend that really sticketh closer to a brother. And so I'm thankful that I don't have to travel this road alone and have to put up a mask. I can be real in front of him because he sees it all anyways. And so we're just grateful to be with you. And so I'm going to hand it over to Sister Hoffman as she has prepared some things. We're just going to talk to you. Why don't we give it up for Sister Hoffman one more time? She looks great. We love her. Sister Hoffman, take your time. Minister to us. We absolutely love you. It's been an interesting journey these last uh, two months. And um, I want to read something uh, out of Matthew And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Behold, a virgin shall bring with child, and shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Um... This is something that I wrote uh, maybe two weeks ago during this time. Um, The Lord wakes me up between four and five every morning, and um, I just uh, get to share uh, the beautiful word of the Lord and be in his presence, reflect, pray, 
Sometimes I read more than I pray. Sometimes I pray more than I read. Uh, it just depends. I remember when I was young and um, had, uh, before, I, before uh, I had children, I've always been an early riser. It's just something that was in our family. My mom uh, rose early every morning, I'd say around five o'clock in the morning, same. And so uh, just all my siblings are early risers. Um, it's just a habit that my mom probably ingrained in us or else it's hereditary, I don't know. <laughs> Why do you need to wake up at four in the morning? I have no idea, <laughs> except to be with the Lord, I guess. Um, but uh, before I had children, I was able, we traveled a lot, and a uh, pastor is not a morning person, so I would have the whole morning to myself, and um, I would get up early, and we lived in a travel trailer, and I can remember um, it was, uh, especially in Little Rock when I was expecting Brittany, and we had a little porch outside, and I would, I would uh, go outside as soon as it turned light and sit on that porch and just read and listen to the Christian radio and pray and just have my quiet time with the Lord. Nobody else was up and around. And it was a beautiful, beautiful time of growth for me personally. And then when I had Brittany, um, that disappeared because <laughs> she was up all hours. What? And I didn't have the energy to pray or, to, or even to read. Um, and I felt so um, empty. And I craved that time uh, alone with the Lord. And, uh, you know, the young mothers, we, we learn how to do it. We're creative. You have to start doing it when you're rocking your child, when you're feeding, when you're <laughs> doing the chores. But for many years, I did not have that personal alone time to just soak in the presence of the Lord. It was a very um, hard time for me. But now that I'm older, look what the Lord is, what gift he's given me of time. And I, can, I have the whole morning to spend with him and talk with him. He gives me, I'm not, uh, when I was younger, I wanted to be an intellectual. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to leave that to my husband. Um, but I have a wisdom that comes from the Lord. I don't need... Uh, to be super intelligent or have a high IQ. My wisdom comes from the Lord, and I know it. I know it. And it comes from spending time with him, spending time in his word. There's so much richness in it. So I want to read what one morning when I woke up uh, in my devotions. This is what, and I shared this with, um, with my uh, prayer group. I woke up very... Um, Uh, down just with everything that's happening with pastor and my emotions have just been all over the place but as I got into his word and um, started reading this is what came to me today I was reflecting on all that has happened in the past two months and how our lives have so drastically changed 
Right now, my prayer is just, Lord, day by day, give me my daily bread, enough strength and wisdom to navigate through this day. And then I can face tomorrow with the confidence that just like you helped me through yesterday and today, you will be there in my tomorrow. Listen to the scripture that the Lord gave me, Psalms 95, 1 through 11, and this is in the Amplified. Oh, come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with a song of thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with songs. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods, in whose hands are the depths of the earth. The peaks of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it by his command, and his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker in reverent praise and prayer. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his land, of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts and become spiritually dull as Meribah, the place of strife, and as Massa, the, the place of testing in the wilderness. When your fathers tested me, they tried me, even though they had seen my works of miracles. For 40 years, I was grieved and disgusted with that generation, and I said... They are a people who err in their heart and do not acknowledge or regard my ways. Therefore, I swore an oath to in my wrath, they absolutely shall not enter my rest, the land of promise. And so it was a reminder. The Lord was reminding me of who he was. He made the mountains, Lord, guys. We go out and see and observe all that the Lord has made. How can we doubt that there is a God? And he loves us. We are the sheep of his pasture. He cares for us. And don't try him or tempt him. He's there with us. Emmanuel, God with us. Wherever we are, whatever we're going through, he's with us. In the happy times, in the sad times, in the alone times. He is there with us. Emmanuel, God with us. When I trust and have faith in our unfailing God, then I can sing joyfully to the Lord and tell of his marvelous acts. He manifests his love to me in so many ways. And that's the thing. You know, God is such a great God that when we... It's not just a, a heavenly thing. You know, we can pray and we can read his word and we go into the heavenlies. But he's a practical God. He manifests himself to us. He manifests himself through his creation to us so that we can clearly see that there is a God. He manifests himself through his people, through the saints, so much outpouring of love and so many cards and so many prayers being lifted up. He manifests himself through his people. It's a beautiful thing. So he's not just a God that's up in the heavenlies. Where are you, Lord? I look to my right and you're not there. I look to my left. I look below. I look above. Where are you, Lord? I'm in my creation. I'm in my people. <laughs> And he manifests himself and brings comfort to us. So beautiful. 
Rest in me, my child. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, Then I can sing joyfully to the Lord and tell of his marvelous acts. He manifests his love in so many ways, helps me have the maturity to give him joyful, the joyful praise he deserves. And then this is another thing that I read in my devotionals. Rest in me, my child, forgetting the worries of the world. Focus on me, Emmanuel, God with us. Let my presence envelop you in peace. If you focus on ever-changing phenomena, you will find yourself echoing the words of Solomon. Meaningless, meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Living in collaboration with me is the way to instill instill meaning into your days. Begin each day alone with me so that you can experience the reality of my presence. As you spend time with me, the way before you opens up step by step. Arise from the stillness of your communication and gradually begin your journey through the day. Hold my hand in deliberate dependence on me and I will smooth out the path before you. Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ, the same, yesterday, today, and forever. <laughs> Proverbs 3.5, trust and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. In, um, in Luke... It talks about when uh, the angel came to Mary. Let me just read it. Let me just read it. Let me find it first. <laughs> and the angel came, and see, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, and this is Luke 1.28, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this would be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, Thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God shall give you him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing that that I don't know a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come unto thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she also has conceived a son in her her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be called impossible. And Mary said, Behold, thy hand, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Sometimes 
the gift that God gives, being highly favored of God, doesn't come in the package that we would want. But it's a beautiful gift, guys. And I don't know what this journey holds, but I'm going to take the gift and say, so be it. So be it. I don't want to miss the gift, the beautiful gift that this circumstance is going to bring. <laughs> Nothing is impossible with God. I brought pastors Bible and it is so worn and beautiful. The notes that are in it are just fabulous. And, and as I, I brought it today, knowing that he couldn't come with me, such a comfort. God with us. He manifests himself to us. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I think like pain is subjective, right? When we look at um, pastor's story, it's like, remember when you were a kid and your parents would tell you, there are other children starving in other countries, eat your dinner. Well, I don't feel that pain, right? Like I'm not that hungry. That's subjective. Or I'm, I'm hungry right now. And there are other people across this planet that are hungry, but I'm hungry right now. Or you go to the doctor and they say, How, what's your pain level between 1 and 10? Some might say 5, some could say 8. It's subjective. And when you look at the season we're in, everyone in this room is facing something. Or have been facing. Or you will face something. And when I, it really resonated with me as Sister Hoffman started to go through this, uh, just the scripture of the birth of Jesus and, and this gift and it triggered something that I really started last last week when I was studying for the Christmas message and looking at Mary and Jesus and for so long I've always thought just like the Hallmark card right we talked about it last week that here the, the three wise men were there the night that Jesus was born and there was you know this moment with this shiny star and this beautiful baby that's uh, been birthed and now you have these men bringing gifts it's not the story if we would have kept reading what sister Hoffman was reading in uh, it's chapter Luke chapter 2 verse 7 so that he was born in a manger because there was no room in the inn so we know he was born in a man there was he was in a place where animals would be birthed where animals parked, where they would park their livestock and when you read Matthew chapter 2, verse 11, it actually talks about the wise men actually coming to see Jesus. And it said that they met him in a house. And so the further, we st the further I studied, uh, theologians, a lot of historians believe that really it wasn't maybe, it may have been 40 days, 
up to a year later that the wise men met Jesus. And so think about this gift. Put yourself in Mary's position. You were promised this child, the savior of the world, virgin birth, as if that didn't rock her world. Changed everything for her in that community. A virgin woman pregnant with a child. And so here it is, right? We're, this is the night before Christmas, right? And here is Mary, the night before this gift that was supposed to be birthed. She found herself alone. Ever find yourself alone in a crisis and you just can't see what the next day brings? Imagine being Mary who was promised this gift and here she is all alone. No wise men, nobody else, just her and Joseph, livestock, awaiting the birth of the Messiah. How lonely was it really that night for Mary? How lonely is it for us when you're in a season where we don't know what it looks like tomorrow, right? You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring you. You really don't know. And you carry that through. Think about it. The darkest night for Jesus was tonight. Right before he was birthed was really, I know we read the story where he was in the wilderness and he prayed, great drops of blood came. He had a lot to face, but he could face it because something was birthed, right? He was born. He could face, he could face what he was going through. But really, up until he came out of that womb, it was dark for Jesus, for that baby. It was dark. It was dark the night of. And follow the story of Jesus. You can follow it all the way to the cross. Where finally Mary had this baby and she had watched him grow, this gift, this promise. Once again, she is watching what seems to be the demise, the end of this gift that was given her. And what does she find herself, where does she find herself in? She finds herself alone again, right? It's, I call it the Trinity of Marys. The only people at the cross is his mother Mary, her sister Mary, and Mary Magdalene, and John. If you look at it, there's no word of Joseph. Where's Joseph? The last record of Joseph is actually when Jesus was 12, when Joseph and Mary forgot him in the temple. Joseph is gone. There are two different stories that you can read historically and through uh, different theologians. One is that he passed away, or two, the moment was too great for Joseph and he abandoned the family and he ran. Either way, Mary is alone at the cross. This gift that was promised her, it seems to be slipping away from her. And she finds herself alone again. And so many times in the trial of our lives, in the seasons that we find ourselves, it feels so alone. The night before the birth, the night of the crucifixion, she felt alone. But the next day, when she gave birth to that baby, there was hope can hear that baby screaming it was crying they might have been alone in that manger but there was hope because she finally saw what came out of her she finally saw what was birthed but imagine going through all of that and now you find yourself in a repeated season of feeling alone and here she is watching this miracle about to pass away a gruesome death but it wasn't until acts chapter one that her miracle that she thought she lost when she was all alone became the answer for her own salvation. That she was in the room when the Holy Ghost was poured out. 
Could you imagine the night before again? We're, here it is, the 24th, the night before. Some of you are facing some things and it's the night before for you. You might not see what tomorrow brings. You can listen to Sister Hoffman's story. I could give you my story for the last two years. I feel like it's been nighttime for two years for us. I don't know what tomorrow brings, but I do know one thing. That just as night is here for some of us, for some of you, morning is coming. That, that baby will be birthed. It might seem what you are losing, what is dying in front of you. The Savior will be risen and so can your dreams. So can your aspirations. So can your hope. And so in this season, if you find yourself alone, Sister Hoffman received that in a night she felt alone. No promise of tomorrow. We don't know how pastor's going to respond. We don't know anything. But I'm so thankful for the hope of tomorrow morning. That Jesus was born. Our, our dreams can be rebirthed. Things can be brought to life again. You don't have to be alone. That you have this comforter, right? Jesus said, I will send you a comforter. Why? Because in life, we're going to be uncomfortable. Of all the things he could have called the Holy Ghost, he said, I will come to you again. I will be the comforter. He will comfort you when you're uncomfortable. He will be there for you in the darkest of your nights. You don't have to be alone in this season. You might not see tomorrow, but I promise you this, tomorrow is coming. I want us to stand this morning as we're getting ready to sing. Sister Hoffman has no idea what it's going to look like for pastor. Tomorrow, a year from now, three years from now. I don't know what my tomorrow will bring. No one in this room knows what tomorrow will bring. But just like Mary, who felt alone in that manger, felt alone at the cross, I am so thankful that when he rose again, that the answer to her needs was the very thing that she lost that night. And if you're in this room and you're facing something, I want you to know you don't have to face that alone. That you are in a place of believers, people that believe that although it might be, the Bible says that joy will come in the morning. And you don't have to have your mask up. You don't have to keep your facade up. All the, You're in a safe place where you can say, hey, listen, I know it's the holidays, but I'm here to tell somebody that joy is coming in the morning. That there is hope here in this house. That faith is in this house. And we're going to sing about a song. It's just simply entitled Jesus. And I want us to get out. Matter of fact, why don't you get out of your seats? We're going we're gonna to sing this together. Why don't we come to the front? And as we begin to sing about this Jesus, I want you to begin to worship him, however you're comfortable. Listen, if you're a guest in this house, we're thankful that you're here. But I want you to know that you don't have to be a guest. You can be family to First Church. If you, if you feel like you've been traveling on this road all by yourself, welcome to First Church where you're gaining a whole family here. That you don't have to be alone tonight. That tomorrow is coming. We're going to celebrate the birth of Christ. And so just like, think of this, when you are climbing a mountain, oftentimes we get in a valley and we're frustrated, we're upset because we're in this valley. But if you look over life's journey, a mountain is filled with peaks and valleys. And when you're in a valley, I want you to look back because the valley that you're in now is higher than the peak that you were in last year. 
where you have been climbing you are in a higher place than you were last year or the year before so while you might be frustrated in the season that you're in i want you to know that you are higher than you were the season before think of isaac and abraham as he is on his way to sacrifice his boy imagine if he would have sacrificed his boy and he never waited for that ram that was walking up the other side of the mountain he never saw that miracle coming but there it was as he was about to kill his child sacrifice his child there was this lamb in the thicket and he was able to sacrifice that lamb and spared his boy's life we don't know what tomorrow brings but i promise you this if you'll just hold on to jesus right now it's going to be all right if you'll just give it to him it's going to be all right and so as I turn this back over to our worship team, I want every hand just raised right across this room. And let's begin to thank him. Thank him for the season that you are in because if you are in a valley right now, if it feels like there is no hope, it's just despair, I want you to know it might seem night to you like it did Mary, but your miracle is on its way. Morning will come. And if you are in a season where it is morning for you, then I want you to thank God that he has kept you through every other season. I want you to begin to thank God that he has heard your prayers and that he has been faithful and that when you should have been thrown away and discarded, he kept you and protected you and loved you. I want us to lift our voice right now as we begin to sing together. And let's begin to be grateful in this season, looking ahead and believing for the miracle. Looking ahead and being grateful for the season that we're in, for this almighty God, the Prince of peace. His name is Jesus. Come on, let's sit right there. Let's just extend our hands. Oh God. Oh God. Oh Jesus. Jesus.
It's always been that. It's never changed. It's never stopped. And when I think of the goodness of his name, when I think of the power that's in his name, my soul, my heart cries out, oh God, you're holy.